Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Free Lunch Bunch. I'm your boy, Brad the Dad. This is your boy, Mark Dog. Um, yeah, we are uh, just taking a moment in for the family of Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah. We never root for these situations. Nobody wants to see nobody lose their life, let alone die around loved ones, their parents. Parents should not be wanting to, you know, deal with the fact that they could lose their kids with them. So it's all hitting us in a tender spot. Um, I don't fuck with the Lakers, but I fuck with greatness, and Kobe was great. And I'm kind of relieved that he got this, his flowers while he was here with us. But 41 is young as fuck. Way too soon. You know, and his baby that was about, the shit he was about died with him. And that's just hitting me and rubbing me in a, you know, in a bad way right now. But, you know, much, you know, much power to that man. And the impression he's left on the whole generation of basketball players and a whole bunch of young people that needed that kick, you know, in the ass to, you know, go out there and achieve your own greatness. So that man was a fucking icon. And the world is kind of fucked up without him being here. And I say that in my own personal account. Um, so a lot of stuff, because, you know, this hit me because that was like the first black role model I had. That was my first one coming up. And, um, hell, they used to nickname me Laker Laker in high school. <laughs> yeah. used to call me <laughs> nigga Laker Laker. I had every color Lakers jersey. The purple, the black, the the white, the yellow. I had, I had them all. I had the jean shorts. Remember that, that little air where everybody was wearing the yeah, jeans? We got a, we got a picture club. in the archive <laughs> of that, that gay-ass shit. Yes. But, oh, speaking of that picture, so... The day it happened, well, yesterday, uh, mm. an hour before it happened, my mm. uncle posted that picture mm. randomly. Like, just posted the picture. And then, you know, an hour later it happens, but I don't find out until, like, an hour after it happens. So, I'm like, so like mm-hmm. two or three hours, and I'm like, what? Like, all right, this is fake Twitter. This is Twitter killing off somebody. This better be Twitter killing off somebody. Yeah. I mean, it, man, listen. I, I shared some tears for it. I couldn't. I, I fucks with Kobe. I, I I couldn't, but it was like, it was people, like it was a loss that we all like dealt with, and it's like I never knew the man or no shit like that, and he said some shit that resonated with me, but it's like when people are grieving, you can't really tell nobody how to grieve. You can't. Give nobody no play-by-play how you're supposed to deal with a loss. Because even if he you didn't know him personally or anything like that, people always say things that resonate with you and that you take within your yeah. life. Yeah, and you, you see it in your daily routines. And, and so you they help you get through it not knowing they're helping you. Yeah, it's you just... And, like Kobe helped me love basketball, which yeah. kept me out of so much other shit. Yeah. You know? And so, like... Just dealing with that, and the thing that really bothered me, and at first, at first, I wasn't even seeing it. I was just hearing people say it, like, y'all got to stop making these jokes and doing this. I wasn't even seeing it, and I was like, I'm glad 
I got the right friends because ain't nobody on my timeline doing that bullshit. But now people are criticizing people for it, but they're sharing it. So they're sharing it and then talking shit about them. Oh, y'all putting this up. I'm unfriending y'all. So I'm starting to see it, but there's no one like in my circle or nothing else. Well, I mean, you know, we, uh, we've been dealing with losses and grief in that order our entire adult lives. So even if I don't fuck with you, I ain't going to have nothing bad to say about you dying because that shit's final. Yeah. And that brings us to our topic. Um, how people deal with taking a loss, like this is grief. Now, it's crazy that the week before I was thinking about this, I didn't really have anything to say about it because, you know, everybody deals with losing somebody that's important to them differently. But this is probably the most unfortunate, perfect time to have this discussion with people because I've seen so much nasty shit being said about a man that nobody really particularly knew. Like, and I'm going to just keep it a buck. It's these feminist bitches and these white men saying all types of crazy shit about a man that you heard about. No, no, first and foremost, we don't root for anybody's misfortune despite your religious affiliation, your sexual orientation. However you live in your life, we don't want nothing bad to happen to you. Not because of karma. It's because if you're a person that has dealt with bad, bad, like if you've dealt with hardships, you don't want nobody to go through none of that shit because a lot of people don't get to come back from something as small as getting into a fight or something as small as getting robbed. Like these things change the course of your life and they seem insignificant because my strength and your strength are not going to be the same fucking things. No, no two people's strength is equal. But you hear motherfuckers talking like, well, y'all shouldn't be celebrating him because he was a rapist. What? Rapist? Why Why is see, look, this is the thing, though. Why does every black man that get accused of anything, they're automatically guilty even after they beat the case? Because we are the criminal element. So, so we know all the, the evidence in his case, right? Mm-hmm. It, it all points to a money grab. We know this. Mm-hmm. But because you're feminist or you're pro-women or you're Me Too era... You refuse to say or that you hate niggas. she or you hate niggas. You hate you niggas. refuse to say that she was just trying to get some money. Yeah, no one's gonna say that because she a, she slept with three dudes in one day, and their DNA was in her drawers. Yes, three men. Yes, but he's still he's high profile. No one, no one else raped her. Just, just him. No, no, like, no, 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 no one else is insignificant. No, no one else has the money. So this is the, the price fun. of fame. The, no one has the funds to give this bitch who's working at a hotel for $14 an hour. And he slipped up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and shout out to his wife he, he, for staying. He, yeah, shout out to her. Miss Vanessa. We lay you out there, Vanessa. But he really slipped up because she was a terrible looking one. <laughs> he on the road. <laughs> that, that, uh, bro, I don't care what road not. you on. Bro, you listen. Kobe being Brian, bro. Any bar up and down that motherfucker. You said street. like he, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson take anybody's bitch today. Okay, Kobe could have too. You think so? 
What? No. What? We couldn't have. <laughs> Bro, all right, so let's say this. Now, listen. Kobe could have took 70%. I mean, if they and know that's, the... F- that's just due off of the fact he has money. I'm that's not, all you need. I'm not then you too add hard in, about you that. you add man. in the popularity, the king of L.A., we you get, add in all that. He's getting any bitch he but wants it does, up and okay. down. Now, uh, L.A. is a, a, a melting at? pot. He's in fucking Colorado. It don't get much whiter than Colorado. So you're going to take what's available to you. Because if I'm Kobe Bryant... You don't Bryant, think white people love Kobe Bryant? They didn't love him then. He no, had a squeaky clean he had, demeanor. He, he came one, back. He had one person claim rape. One person claim rape. That's not that's the whole... That's all it takes to derail whole, your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. But that's not the whole Caucasian community that's like... But they have solidarity. We don't get to argue this down like... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. he's he's not this. I'm but like I'm saying no, he could have no. picked anybody. We championed him because he looks like us. He could have picked anybody and and had got whatever whatever he wanted. Over I that think night. it would have played out either way. If he was a cute bitch or ugly bitch, when you don't give a motherfucker what they want, that's what happens. How do you justify having three strands of DNA in your drawers? And, one and the fa- <laughs> the famous motherfucker is the one that's gonna catch the case. Yeah, the one with the most money. But we, we he should have left thirty grand on her table when he when he walked out. Cause that's that, what that's, he that's too he high. Gave, he gave her thirty five. Oh, because the court says so. No, 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 no. He, she probably wasn't working. She working. stopped going to court because he paid her outside. He paid her. He did like what what R. Kelly did. Oh, okay. everybody paid paid him on the side, and then they don't go to court. Because I mean, truth be told, that's the easiest way. You know, you can go to jail for some he say. Yeah, Matter of fact, you definitely go to jail for some he say. If I call the cops I, right now and say Brad punched me in the mouth, you're going to jail. That's and true. then. You got to prove that you're innocent and you'll get out. And then, you know, a, a law that be broke all the time is uh, falsifying information, uh, lying on somebody. They don't ever uh, prosecute people for only that. for us. Well, they don't, they don't even That's do it. It's only for us. They don't do it for us either. No, yeah. no, no. It's only for us. Like, you don't hear about this shit happening to a Harvey Weinstein. Oh, fuck me. You're not hearing this talk about uh, Matthew McConaughey. And all these other motherfuckers that notoriously beat and do fucked up shit to their spouses. Yeah. You don't hear that. That's not news. Yeah. But you a nigga, and you are the criminal profile. You Rather you a backpacking nigga, a gangbanging nigga, a suit and tie nigga, a working at Waffle House ass nigga. You are the criminal element. Black man. So the term super predator is prevalent when we're speaking about this. But, 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 but fuck all that. Let's speak about how a tragedy is gripping everybody a different way. I know a bunch of dudes that don't have any hope. Like, they have fucked up family lives, and they cling to the idea of somebody being a superhuman. And athletes and entertainers, or anybody of status... We are, they are the de facto superheroes in our community. And it's gotten to the point where we can possibly not feel nothing close for anybody that's around us that's actually making sacrifices. There's people saying, hey man, I dropped some tears, man. You know, and we not celebrate nobody dying, whether you know them or not. But I pose the question. How are you feeling something for a motherfucker that you didn't heard 
as opposed to somebody actually putting in work. Like a little nigga said some shit like, um, how y'all care more about what happened to Kobe than your own people? Dude was like, man, my dad was a janitor. Fuck that nigga. I love Kobe. Oh. Nigga, hey, I can't make that up. Damn. And you have to really search your soul to figure out what's what. Now, we're we love to be around greatness and anything like that. But we can't overlook the people that's cutting for us as mediocre and as regular people because the odds of you meeting and maintaining a relationship with somebody of that status is really close to none if you're a regular old person. Now, this man separated himself from the pack early on. He had something different in him. So we celebrate the mentality and we love the hustle. We love hard working, me against the world type motherfuckers. That's what Kobe was to a T. But you can't overlook the people around you because you're in search of a dream that even might even be, you know, obtainable for you. We can say, hey, man, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as you work hard and all this other shit. That's not true. That's not true. I think them people is just hurt. They're, they're hurt in the moment of whatever their relationship is with, like, dude said, fuck his jazz. He's... Somewhere along bugging. Some yeah, he's definitely bugging, bugging hard as fuck. Somewhere along the line, him and his dad don't have a good bond. Yeah. Somewhere and they that's something they personally gotta fix. Me, I know how to love each and every individual separately. Um I think we come to learn certain celebrities and athletes and uh these people of higher status due to laughter. Like they make us happy. Like like when you first meet a, a woman or a man, you know, what what gets you is they get your attention because they're making you happy. They're making you smile. They're making you giggle. They make you laugh. And believe it or not, that's what that's what these athletes and entertainers do. And then they entertain, we get, they entertain you. And then we get attached to that. And then we form a bond. It's a one-way bond. That's so fuck. we form a bond with them. And then you got to figure, we got 20 years of this bond. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they play down there all year round. They only get two and a half months off. And throughout that two and a half months, even though we don't see them, they're still working with the team. That's true. Like, so they're working year-round. Especially with social media now, they don't really get no time off. If we see them in the off-season, if we see them, we happy. We happy, and we want a picture, we want to autograph, we want to interact with them, even a fucking high-five or just tell me how. Uh, uh, That'll validate your life. Yes, people, people do shit on social media just to get a reaction out of them all the time because... They they need that interaction to say, hey, I've been bonding with you. Show me a little bond back. You show that little bond back. Sometimes you only got to show a, a high and it's over with. Yeah, but, but people are fucking crazy. Yes, people are crazy. Like we invented crazy. Like blood. When I read, this is like completely related to fandom. Motherfuckers are so in love with the fantasy that. They lose track of what's real or what's not. Now, Michael Rainey Jr., the actor that plays Tariq St. Patrick on Power, got 326 death threats for a TV show, bruh. Like, you care so much about being entertained by a fake story and a fake scenario 
that you really gonna come at somebody like you gonna do something to them because of a TV show? Yeah. Now, that's, crazy. that's the extreme side of fandom. Yeah. And what, what really, what really gets me on that too is because we we always done heard and seen about this type of stuff though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's always been with the Caucasian shows. So now we got the black show doing it, and he's getting these crazy text messages. And he ain't the only one. Oh no, he's he not ain't the only one. But he's got the most. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Are y'all fucking stupid? Yes. Like, like, yeah. It's like, let's say I ran into him and I might make a joke like, man, I want to fuck you up, Tyree. I might say something like that, but I'm not serious, man. I bite no, a that drink, hug it out, be like, man, you do, you, you bust your ass, you do a good job. Yeah, you're a, look, you're an actor. You're an actor. You have convinced me through your craft to hate you in real life, you, but this ain't nothing new. How many black women you know hate Danny Glover for the color purple? Hate Lawrence Fishburne for what's love got to do with it? Jamie Foxx, or not Jamie Foxx, but uh, they hate Samuel, Mo- Samuel Jackson for uh, Django. Who's this? Who hates who's him? This oh, there's niggas that hate him for that? Yeah. That motherfucker was brilliant, nigga. Because yeah, it don't take much to be no Uncle Tom. That was brilliant. I'm going to say this. When it first came out, I hated him. It's why I, I realized it took me a couple months. But I had to separate. I can't hate. I, I can't hate Samuel L. Jackson, dog. I had to I'm separate sorry. the role from the person. No, and I see, had to separate the role from the person. And that's what you should do with entertainment. But that draws a bigger question. Uh huh. When they make these super racist movies, that's we right. got Matt Damon, we got uh, Robbie Down Jr. playing these roles. Why can't we separate them? Robbie Down Jr. is the first one that people. I'm seeing a lot of support for them separating him doing blackface. Yeah. But no one else, they have, they didn't support Drake when he did blackface and he's half black. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all it's satire, it's, but you, it, it's a bigger question because all you got to do is entertain people and you get the love and support forever. Because our lives as minorities man. are so fucked up that we will sit up here and put a motherfucker that we heard about above anybody else that we know. Like, no, 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 I mean... That's what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't got to be I'm, your personal, you personal, your personal right philosophy has nothing to do with it because people cling to that. Like, I love basketball. Right. But I can't let my personal bias about who you are as a person get over the fact that oh, this, motherfucker can, this motherfucker can hoop. Yeah. Or this motherfucker doing this thing in the community. People don't know how to separate those two things. So you really have to deal with what's wrong with people because you can get hung up on that. Like, we live in Columbus, Ohio. These motherfuckers that have no hope for anything other than being Buckeye fans. Yeah. You ain't had an athletic day in your life. But you can say some shit you heard on a sports show. Or uh, a sportscaster tell you some shit. And that's that. You that's your narrative to get yeah. people that have played sports. Yeah, that's that's your end or, on the conversation. You don't want to be, you don't want to be fair. You don't care about what it is. And like... You go to these games, like, they say the crazy shit to these players. I'm like, nigga, this is a kid you talking to. Oh, your mom died in the plane crash. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, bro, I would beat your ass that's if that was like, my little cousin playing like in the, the game. Little Bronny Jr. was at the game, and they threw a Starburst at him while he was taking the ball out. Nigga, like, like, he's a child. He's 14. He's 14. Like, really? Yeah, no, listen, like, listen, why, listen. Though? But... They have a history of this shit. Yeah. Back in the gladiator days, they were saying, kill this motherfucker because 
What entertains people? Oh, I know. It is gotta be bullshit. We can just go back to savage shit. To what? Nineteen twenty when uh, was his name Emmett Till? Or was no, 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 the young kid. Yeah. The one they had to put books underneath him to give him the electric chair because some grown woman got raped and they blamed him because he was black. Yeah. He was nine. Yeah. Listen. He your life. Grown woman and raped her. Your life means nothing. Because, okay, here this man is done. He made a mistake. If everything you've done since you was 19 is lights, camera, action, you're bound to fuck up. Now, there's people that have had the spotlight on them that long, but you ain't heard about their scandals because they're being protected. Now, at the time of his scandal, Kobe was, he, he was clean cut and everything like that. He didn't become a mom, the mom, until he got acquitted of those charges. He got tattoos. He's like, fuck it. Uh, he went from 8 to 24. He got all that shit back. And he's like, I got to reinvent myself. That man paid his debts to society. But people can't let the bullshit go because that's all they want to remember you by. How many years has it been since Michael Vick and that shit with the motherfucking animals? It's white bitches with chicken sandwiches in hand right now that's still mad at him about fighting dogs. And this bitch eating a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Ooze and mayo so, between my fingertips, and, and she's still mad at this it's man. It's crazy you bring that up because that happened this year, yeah. and we're what twenty-seven days into the year, and they were, oh, we boycotting Michael Vick. Like what? Like, I mean, because he's a coach. But no, no, but, uh, like you say, you saying the man doesn't deserve serve the work. No, so that goes, ooh, we're on. subhuman. Ooh, ooh, so when y'all do make us felons, and we say that places don't hire felons, y'all do not want us to work. That's what y'all saying. Because this man done went to prison for some bullshit because you motherfuckers hunt and kill animals all the time. Oh, that's different. That's a zebra. Right. That's a rhinoceros. Right. Like, you motherfuckers hunt and kill animals. These are exotic animals. Animals all the time. And look, put your foot on the dead animal's head with the rifle. Like, yes! All that shit. Like, like... You don't give a fuck but, about animals. But anyways, he goes he goes to jail. He does his his community service thing. He even joins back in the NFL. They gave him another hundred million dollar contract, and niggas was taught. They look. It wasn't just the white folks. It was niggas like, oh, he should do. He should have did what he was supposed to. Shut the fuck up, Tom. How do you how do you sit Tom. up and how do you tell somebody that gotta be my, my they've made brother, they, Tom. They, they've made. The sacrifice to even get back in there. Because, listen, you ain't going to find another Michael Vick. I don't know. That motherfucker, look, li- hey. no, listen, listen, listen. Hey, listen. Look, okay, how long was that? Nice. Lamar Jackson wasn't born right at, like, he wasn't the next class over. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you it took some time. We want, we want every other generation. Star power. We want every other generation. Star power. Like, uh, you ain't going to find another LeBron for a minute. Oh, you're not. So... You got to put your money behind that. You remember when the man caught that rape case, he lost his endorsement deal. Who? He lost it. Like, he didn't have no endorsements for a while. Same thing with Tiger Woods. Because they don't need to be associated with you being the animal that they think you are. So, this man supposedly took some pussy. And Tiger Woods was was calling a scandal about being, being like, oh, it was infidelity, right? Right. So... We, we good. 
we 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 gotta get away from this because it's bad PR for us. It's gonna hurt our it's gonna hurt our stock options. Yeah. Our our shareholders they're not gonna like the fact that you get bad pub and you're the poster board for us. But Nike, you know what they did? Hey, ain't no nigga calling to you, Kobe. We gonna have to bring you back. <laughs> Cause, okay. cause you fucking with our money, that you know what? Adidas boy. Cause uh, you know the, the Lebrons ain't taking off the way we want to. Hey man, we love you, baby. Come back. Come on, we we take all of y'all. Now, that's the negative side of being a polarizing character. When I tell you, it's people that don't give a fuck about you, rather you uh, entertainer or not. You have to keep that consideration too. Yes. Now, I didn't go on no blocking spree. Or no, you know, like unfriended speed when it comes to that shit because this is the part of the game that you expect. Oh, now, I'm I'm unfriending people. Well, you know well, my timeline with some nonsense, yeah. man? And I know it's a double standard, but in my double standard, when I be clowning and pissing people off, I say it. Don't report me, please. Just unfriend me. So what I'm going to do is, if you put up some bullshit about one of my role models dying or whatever or anything yeah. that I feel is offensive to me I'm just unblock it I'm not gonna get mad at you I'm not gonna talk shit to you I'm just unfriend you and go on by my day I, I, you know what the bigger issue I think is it's a lot of folks that have these strong opinions but they're not gonna say nothing in public so they have yeah. to use this well, as their so, medium well you know social media is you know yeah, like the smoking uh, gun yeah. you, know, you can hide behind it and I, I'm not feeling that because it's like never once have you ever thought that disrespect could get me fucked up? Yeah. Now, when you see people talk, pop that racist, fuck these bitches, like you, they do all that shit from the safety of a group, and you catch them by themselves, and it's, oh, man, ah! no. It's go time now because these words cut people deep. Yeah. Now, I don't know these people personally, right? Right. But... I'm pretty sure if my brother died in a helicopter crash and you said some shit about him that I didn't like, I don't want to be civil. Yeah. I don't want to take the high road because now you have an off-color comment about some shit that you don't know nothing about. At all. Now, and it's fine. We not taking. We not taking. We don't take it for rapists. We don't take it for women that do people that do shit to bad to people, kids and women for yeah. that matter. But we don't let you get to talk about ours like that. We spend enough time in fighting as black people as is. But another thing is, when we get accused of these things, that don't necessarily mean we did them. We all know it was a money grab, but that's not the argument. Right yeah, it's but, not, yeah, because it's, it's, always, it's always... I just want that to be out there, because... It, it, I'm never going to get through to people with that. They're always going to be like, oh, he was accused of rape. Is that all you know about him? Because if that's all you know about him, then you don't know shit. Yeah, but they don't care to know. Yeah, that too, that's true. And, and that's what we have to keep in mind. Like, you're going to always have something bad by your name. You're not going to get out this, you know, you're not going to get out yeah. the entertainment business, entertainment world without there's something being wrong with you because your character flaws... Is what humanizes you to some people, but it dehumanizes you to people that don't need up. Like we know niggas that got money that that cheat, that yeah. we don't like. We know that this exists, yeah. but that doesn't make us like. We look at you crazy, like bro, you you ain't got no re like. like. Why are you doing? This? You you don't, you don't like you don't have to do that unless it's something really wrong. But you got the ends, you got the means, the resources to seek help. Yeah. We your fans 
are not as fortunate. So it's if we look up if we don't look up to you as a person, we look up to the lifestyle. That's usually how that shit goes. Right. But your final moments on this earth had to be some scary shit. Cause I find myself if I feel like it's snowing outside. Why is this motherfucker driving too fast? Right. It's my luck that this motherfucker goes off the cliff with me in the car or not. This is my last moment. Like, damn, right. I have to go out like this. Or even someone beside you driving, you know, you just, all right, this motherfucker's yeah. sliding oh, to me. Oh, 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 oh. oh, my God. Or they shoot guns up like New Year's Eve. They did. They, they, were, they were finding out where the guns was going. They were arresting people for shooting guns in the air. Hey. And they told them that earlier in the month. They told, no, they told, them, they told them a year ago. Yeah. They've been up for a Nobody year. Nobody believed it. Yeah, no one Nobody believed, believed it. it. I've been taking pictures of them when I see them around the city because yeah. it, it just amazes me. And I just I just think, I'm like, cool, get them. So, 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 so that's how I'm going to die is what I'd be worried about. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get hit by this car. They're going to jump the curve and take me out. Right. I ain't going to have a chance to run or cover. I ain't going to get a chance to say my goodbye to my people. in someone else's hands. Scariest shit in the fucking world. Yes. Or uh, take it a step further. You know, you, that man died with his baby. Oh, my God. Oh, like, I have a daughter. Yes, me too. And I'm a superhero as long as I'm alive right. and be able to give you insight. Right. Now, it rubs me the wrong way because people are showing exactly who they are. In the worst possible fashion ever. Like, I'm not to say that when he was alive, he wasn't getting no slander shit like that. But people don't feel the need to be bold unless they know there's no retaliation. I don't like motherfuckers like that. That's that's punk bitch shit. That's, that's, they're not going to do nothing to me, so I can say whatever I want to do. Oh, man. But if, if they, if they was to do something, you wouldn't say nothing. You a bitch. Yeah, of course. Flat but out. this is a breeding ground for bitch shit. Oh, that's social and that, media. And that's what happened. I mean, not only social media, but yes. look, what happened to respecting the dead? No one respects nothing, to be to be honest. Because no, no one honestly respects nothing until you got to go to court and the motherfucker can make you do some shit. But but even then you don't respect them. They, oh no no, they you, making but, you do it. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not respecting it though. No I, one respects nothing. No, but your but, kids don't expect. Don't respect the uh, parents, the the friends, the friends, girlfriend and girlfriend. We don't respect don't rules res- that don't, don't respect, benefit yeah, us. No one, no one respects a rule that that benefits them. No one, most people don't respect their relationships. Most people don't respect a relationship as a friend to the next friend. People who don't respect, they just don't respect nothing. Yeah, they they weren't raised but, on it. But this, but but this is as a spectator. Yeah, as a, as a person on the sidelines. Yeah. Let's take it a step further and speak about when this affects you personally. So personally, like like who, like someone disrespecting me. Like, fuck the disrespect part because that's the given. So, Rather you hear so or not, like somebody close to you die. When somebody close to you die, all right. How do you deal with that grief? You, how do you deal with that grief? So uh, I got a couple real close uh, son, grandma, grandma raised me. Um, son, grandma, and a sister, all passed. Um, my son hit the hardest. Of course. Uh, it didn't. My grandma was the first to go. Then my son and my sister. It didn't hit me how young my grandma really was 
until my son died too, which it was he died years later. But it was just like, you know, the fact her title made it seem like okay, any day would be her day. But really, she was still young. True. You know, you know what I mean. Like her title, like you hear someone's grandma pass, you be like, oh damn, I'm glad they got to live a long, meaningful life. But really, it was like, no, 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 she was a young grandma. She yeah. wasn't. It, it wasn't her time. I mean, well, and, and theory. Yeah, yeah, in theory. Yeah, she she should have had at least twenty more years, and then we think twenty more years. Hold on, that's long as fuck. Yeah, twenty more years. I mean, well, to a kid, twenty years is long. 20, as we get older, I can remember twenty years ago. Yeah, I can remember. Yeah, 20 years you know ago. what I'm saying? So but I'm just saying though, like mm-hmm. twenty years is still long. If if someone says. Uh, you got twenty years to live. You like, oh, okay, I could do something with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm about to live my best fucking life for twenty years. That's right. You know? But uh, but my son, it just, it, it just, it hit so home. Like, I just, I mean, I end up drinking. Of course. I end up. Uh, so I always was a sipper. I never really drank because I didn't like the taste of it. But I end up. Goggling bottles, like go 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 go, drinking, drinking. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never been the type to call off work. I called off the most that year of work. I was just taking days off for no reason. Uh, I got my car repoed. Uh, I was on the verge of getting evicted. Like I was going through it. I was losing mad money. I wasn't making money, and I was spending money like crazy. But I always been a loner to an extent, mm-hmm. and so. When that shit happened, I was I was really just being a loner that, that year, and then something else had happened to me, and it made me click out of it. Uh, you know, I got shot in the chest, chilling in my house, and I had a bullet lodged in my heart. And then once I got out of the hospital with that, I snapped out of it. Uh, I went back to my responsible ways. Uh, just won custody of my daughter a week after I got out of the hospital. So it was like everything started turning around because it was just so dark because he died in July. I didn't get shot till New Year's. Mm-hmm. So that's a good five, six months later. But that five, six months was a dark time for me. That's fucked. And then it all turned around. And then I, I ended up losing my sister. Um, she she was handicapped her whole life or whatever. But she, she wasn't supposed to make it past three. Then they said seven. She made it to 25. So, yeah. she lived a good, long life. Uh, could have been better. Yeah, we all could live a better life. But um, that hurt. But, you know, I got through that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we when we speak about being friends or being close to somebody, it's like, I'm not there for all the hard times. You try to be there without reliving some of your past pains and everything when you're trying to support somebody. Because that support somebody is a beast, nigga. Like, I'm in, I ain't going to lie to you. And when I speak about my dealings with grief, I don't do well with grief. I'm, I'm okay with people dying because we don't get a say in that. But grief, it takes me a while to get up off that. And I, too, I have my moments where I feel as if I'm alone and I won't be bothered. That's just always who I've been because I have to internalize everything I'm hearing and seeing. And I really got to analyze how I'm going to move forward. Yeah, I just need need my space type stuff. And, 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 you know, people don't know how to fuck. Like, if people fuck with you, they don't know how to deal with 
that part right there. Yeah. Quick shit was like the year your grandmother died. Right. Earlier that year, my grandfather died. Right. And then a friend of ours, their grandmother right. died. And and to put this in concept, if you was to put all our houses where our grandparents stayed. It's like a triangle in our neighborhood. That's right. And they all three raised all of us. Even people who didn't have one of them three as a grandma, they all three raised us and other people. Yeah. And, so, and that was, 2011 was, was probably one of the worst years of my life. Yes. Flat the fuck out. Yes. But what I took from that was, one, it was the time to become an adult. Yeah. Like, we are often caught up in the bravado that, you know, I'm out here making money, I'm out here fucking these homes, like, I'm right. a man, I'm, I'm ready to be grown. Right. You know, I'm having kids, I'm grown. But dealing with the inevitability of death is what changed everything for me. Yeah. So, when my grandfather died, everybody left the house except me. I stayed here. Like, I never, like, you know, you hear about little friends, that little niggas that be out here getting in trouble. You hear about them dying. It don't hit you as hard. Mm. But somebody you with every day, I lived with Grandpa from when I was 16 until he died when I, around the time I was 25. With him every day. So, the good, the bad, the ugly, I'm experiencing. Yeah. So, when he dies, I find him. I had to send my little brother home. I had to call my other brothers, you know what I'm saying, and tell them what's happening. Now, I'm good with death. I'm not good with grief. After my family came here, they confirmed what I told them. I don't know why they had to confirm it. I don't have to lie about that shit. But right, right. I know how that is. They got them up out of here. I sat here until the funeral. The funeral went for like another two and a half weeks until they got his affairs in order. But I'm at the funeral. I'm the only one not crying. I shed all my fucking tears in this house, in this room we're sitting in right now. But for the most part, I went with a kind, I went with a with a clear conscience and a clear heart, a, a pure heart, because I was good with that person. As a man, I'm not okay with having an issue with somebody I love and going to sleep with that. Because the Actually, like, I could end up not waking up. You could end up not waking up. And my last moment with you was some bullshit, and I got to live that moment in my mind over and over again. Yeah. Grandpa died. I'm the only one not upset. Like, I'm, I'm hurt. Like, I had nightmares for four or five years after he died because it don't seem real that you got to lose somebody. Now, when your grandma died, I cried the most at her funeral. Your grandma and my grandma were best friends when they were kids. Yeah. And that's, that was the crazy thing because they were best friends as kids, but... We had to when, meet each other. When we grew up, yeah, when we grew up, we met each other, and then they rekindled because they were best friends in a whole other city. Yeah. And, and, and they both happened to move here and lost contact, and then we kicked in. They're like, wait a minute, that's my visitor. That was... That yeah, was that, was, that was that some was, weird... That was yeah. It was some dope shit, yeah, though. That was some good but dope shit. But I sat up there... And I was at her funeral, and I just remember being like, you you, you don't want to see your people hurt. Yeah. Like, my hurt, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I like to wear 
everybody else is hurt. Like, just, like, if if someone was to like, shoot right now, I would rather the bullet hit me than anyone else. Yeah, that's how I, I can deal I, with that. Yeah, I, I don't feel no pain. That's how I like to think. I don't feel no pain. Like, yeah. Give it to me. That's how I like to see it. But, Is that but, but like, so our, our situations were similar, mm-hmm. but not as similar. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they gave Nanny a week to live. But she was staying at my house yeah. when they did it, so she had to. Uh, she had a doctor's appointment where they would come pick her up, and uh, so they come pick her up. I'm at work, and when they she while she at the hospital, they call us all up. They're like, "It's an emergency, come up." So we go up there. They're like, "She'll have a week to live. It's not gonna be that long." She didn't make it through that night though. That's true, and, and we all came up there. You know, so it wasn't like I had to find her, which I know that's a lot tougher. Yeah. But, like, the the living with each other and just dealing with that all at once. Is, that was that was, that was hard for me to see. Yeah, yeah, well, the thing was, it was hard because, for me, because a year or two before Nanny passed, she she had went handicapped. She was never handicapped her whole life. She was, that's true. I remember so that. Went, so it was just even. She, she actually lost her mind. First, she lost her mind for a year where she lost somewhat her eyesight. Like, I don't know how it works, but she could look right at you, Brad, and she can call you me. And she'd be looking directly at you, and she would have a full conversation with you without you even responding. But in her mind, you responded saying something, and she's replying back. And this is, like, the conversation we would have now. And I'd be like, the first time it happened, my ignorant ass, I'm like, um, I walk in the hospital when this first, first happened. This is where she was living on her own still. And she get rushed to the hospital, and I walk in. She's like, "It's now, mind you, we're in the hospital, room full of people, nurses, my cousins, my, my aunts, my uh, my mom, my uncles, everybody, my brothers." And she she looks at me and she thinks she's whispering, but she's not. And she's like, "Hide these diamonds, cause I don't want Ebony to steal it." Ebony was standing right beside me, but <laughs> but but, but mind you, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. There was never no diamonds in her hand. Like, what are you talking about? And she kept trying to hand it to me, and I'm, I'm like, there's nothing in your hand. What are you talking about, Nanny? What are you doing? Yeah. And everybody in the room was like, just act like you're taking it. And I'm like, fuck out of here, man. Like, what are y'all talking <laughs> about? Like, what? Because I was confused. But you, you, you didn't, you didn't know how yeah. real it was. Yeah. You know what I'm then saying? they told me about the condition and all that shit. But yeah, I cried at work. I cried at home. All this, all this, right? And mm. while I'm at work, like, if y'all know where I work, I work at the railroad. I work these big machineries. I got a bottle of Jack Daniels. I didn't even drink at this time because this is before my son. I got a bottle of Jack Daniels just because this was nanny stuff. And I'm just sipping at work and drunk at work. Literally. And I'm working. Yeah. And I was just crying. And people pull up to me and just be like, yo, what's, what's wrong with you? Because I didn't know how to express myself still. That's true. So, you got to figure, uh, this is 2011, so I was uh, 23, 24, right? Mm-hmm. I still didn't express myself. At all. Especially the people. Especially the people I don't know. Yeah. I can barely have a real conversation with my woman or no one in my family I had ever been able to express with. I expressed myself with you more than I did with my family growing up. You know that. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, had real and, conversations and, and, it was, and it was hard for you to get that one off, too. So, uh, so... You know, you're supposed to put in, like, grievance pay and days off and stuff like that at work. I wasn't even doing that. So, like, they just seeing me crying, and I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm cool. Get away from me. And yeah, hit my body. Let me, let me, yeah, let me, let me I grieve. Did, uh, let me know. deal with it. I didn't know how to express myself. Now yeah. I can express myself, like. Because, and it's a fucked up situation to where that's what it took for you to get to this point. Yeah, it did. Now, 
she went peacefully. Yes. Of course. There wasn't no agonizing that I mean, leading up to it, it was hard. Like I can't even tell you how horrible it was to get that call. You know, we got up we got up there, we sat at the hospital and later on that night that's when she died. But I'm just up there like what the fuck is going on out here in the world to where everybody lose their people? Now my 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 homie for real, Andy Maul, man, that was fucked up because I remember being on the roof with my dad working, and and bro was like, she dead, bro. Who? Grandma dead? Fuck you, mean grandma dead? And I'm up here, you know, it's it's hot as fuck that day. It was middle of July. I hear this shit. Oh no, it was July, August, but I'm on the roof and it's hot. That's all I remember. And I called him, I comforted him and everything, and I went to the funeral, and, you know, she brought the whole city out. And she was one of them women that said what the fuck she needed to say. Oh, she didn't man. play with you, and <laughs> you loved the fuck out of her. Right, right, you bring a chick in her house right in Who front is of that shit. Yeah. Get this dirty, panted bitch out my house. <laughs> That bitch smell like a used tampon. Oh, oh man. used to love it, man. She used to oh, drill man. everybody. Oh, and, and and see, that's how my grandma is, too. That's why I be like, yeah. Oh, if I fuck with you, you got to be prepared. I got to be brief. You walk in the room, she going to hit you with some <laughs> shit. You thought I was bad. Yeah, I'll kiss you. That motherfucker ain't got to see you ever again in life, and it's going to be that shit. She going to be on pause whenever she sees you. Like, who is this? It, every time they try to act like it's a new, like they act like they don't remember them. They're like, this ain't the same bitch from yesterday. Wasn't even nobody over there uh, yesterday. Like, yeah. you just trying to get me in it. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I cried at hers. And I was cool with our grandparents dying. Because the title grandparent says that you've been through some shit. Yeah. And I've always had a better relationship with people older than me because I was raised by my grandparents. My grandma, grandpa, like, they raised me when I was a kid. And when I became into my former years as an adult, I got to get that back with them. So I was okay because in certain situations, I know it's going to be all right because these people look out for you. Like, your grandma called me her honorary grandson. And that means something more to me to this day because it's like, you don't get too many people giving a fuck about you when you out here doing shit and putting yourself in harm's way because that's what you do when you a kid. Right. Like, we talk about being out there in the streets and shit. You a kid that's lost. That's why you put yourself in these situations to where you could lose your life or lose your freedom, and that's what the fuck we did. But Grandma's house, Grandpa's house was a safe refuge because we was, you know, we, we, you know, we ain't no killers or no shit like that, but we got to shit to a point where we had to fix what was going on. And I love her forever for that shit. But I could deal with them dying because it was on us now to progress forward. Now, I had Grandpa in my dreams for five years after he died. I'll just wake up and I'm weird about when people die, I don't keep pictures around. Okay. Like, Grandpa been dead almost ten years. It's moments where I'm here and I can hear his voice. I can still see him talking to me and everything like that. That stuff stays in my mind real vividly. Yeah. Hey, it's like, and it's it's crazy because I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you can visually see them in your head. Like if you close your eyes, you can hear their voice. You can see them, all that. 
the mind works crazy, man. It does. I know exactly what you're saying. It, like, like it's and, and, and my head is so crazy and filled with so much stuff that sometimes when I see it, I'll have a conversation with myself, but it's like I'm having a conversation with them because I'm seeing their face. Mm-hmm. And, and it's their voice in my head playing. And I, and, and I, it, all I'm really doing is I'm talking to, like, say I got a situation going on, and I'm just talking to myself trying to make sure I'm making the right decision. And the things that I don't want to hear that I know is the right thing to do, it's like it's their voice saying That's it right. with their picture That's saying right. it. I know it's really me saying it, but they, that's that's what my head programmed to get me to do the right yeah. thing. And they're programming to your subconscious. Yes. Like, yes. I didn't go through my real bad shit with women until Grandpa died. And if I could get five minutes to talk to him, I would just tell him that I understood, and that would do everything for me. Yes. But him dying, that was significant because now I realize that it could be any one of us. Now, thank God, of all the dumb shit that me and mine have done, right. none of us are dead. Right. We, I, we, I say it all the time. I think I said it on here a couple of times. Yeah. We were one lucky crew. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And not everybody's so fortunate, but that's family. Now, I don't want to, I don't like speaking on the shit that happened with your son because I can never imagine how the fuck that feels. But what I also will say is I don't want anybody to take their relationships with anybody for granted. Now, the story I'm going to share with y'all is um, what this time last year, I was in a fucked up relationship. And the girl I was in a relationship with, she didn't make it over the summer. Like, she died. And I had to really shoulder all that shit by myself. Now, one thing about me, when I say I don't do good with grief is, um, one thing about death is, if it's unexpected, the shit doesn't seem real. I would sit in this house, and I would just be like, oh, man, she, she going to come back in this motherfucker. You know, it's going to be a joke. When you have to bury somebody that you don't have a particularly good relationship on, I don't wish that pain on any motherfucking body because, like, it's not even unfinished business. This is the fact that if you have a chance to make things right with somebody, even if it doesn't work in your favor, you should do that. I told this woman's mother, who is, like, she's adopted me as a son. Like, I didn't really have a choice. I was like, I spent so much time bullshitting that I'm feeling guilty right now because... You know what you got to do, but a lot of us in those situations where it's not going nowhere, you do what comes natural instead of what it what it takes. And, you know, her mother reassured me that she was going to go the way she was going to go, and there was nothing you could do about it. She was headstrong like that. And at first when she told me that, I couldn't accept it because it was like, I, I feel you. But nah, that was on me. Like, she died on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was the only person she had in this city, and I failed. So I took that shit hard. And her mother reassured me, her sister did that. Everybody came together after that moment. But I felt like the loss was more mine than anybody else because I had to sit up here and watch that woman descent into a dark place because 
a month before she died, her daddy died. And her and her daddy had pretty much the same shit going on. And I don't think people understand the emotional bind they put you in when you share their secrets that you can only tell. Like, sister told me, I got to take to the grave. And it wasn't no good shit. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Right. And. Like, why put this on my conscience? Because, I mean, you know why people do that shit. Yeah, they got to get off things. They got to get it out. That's, yeah, yeah, that's you know. But, but it's it a too. burden of yeah. being a good person. Like, that you do care. Yeah. That's why people feel like they can put this extra weight on you. Because if you're strong, this is what you deal with. Right. Well, when that woman died, I spent, like, the day she died, I went to work. That whole weekend, I went to work. Because my thing was, I called them and told them at work, I'm not going to come in. But when I get back from the hospital after confirming the worst fear in that situation, I'm like, I can't be at the crib. Yeah, because you just you're just gonna be sitting around thinking about it, eating yourself up, just like I said. Yeah. I be in my head. That's yeah. what you gonna do because that's who you are. You isolate yourself. You 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 just gonna be talking to yourself about it, and it's just gonna wear on you, wear on your emotions, wear on your anger, wear on all, everything. You're sad, all that, man. It yeah. all hurts. Oh man, it, look, I'm hurting. I'm not, it's not as much as the beginning, but like, what fucked me up about that situation is, months prior, I had diffused the sadness I was feeling about Nipsey Hussle dying with her, and so I tear up every time I hear double up, because... So, so you was you was helping her grieve Nipsey's, or you was grieving Nipsey's? Like, Nipsey, Nipsey, like first and foremost, that was it, it. It fused itself together because, like, we got to see the start of something great happen, yeah. and it got took from us. Yeah. And the music, like, I, was, I don't know how well, Cardi B won album of the year, but well, like, well, it, it, those, Vic, Victory Lap that, was all, the soundtrack of the year that, that's actually, for me. That's actually all coming out now, where they're saying that certain people who picks who wins actually have actually have artists that works for them. Understandable. So of course, I mean, we we knew it was it wasn't that's another, that's yeah. another case for another yeah, day. but but but. But what I was saying was when you said I was. You was helping her grieve Nipsey, though, right? No, no. She didn't... I mean, she... she, was she everybody was, Nipsey. like... The whole black community was sad about Nipsey. Well, yeah, Nipsey I know going. that. But when you had said it... It's I fused it as, like, okay, Nipsey died. Right. So I'm listening to Victory Lap every day. Mm-hmm. But when she died, it's certain things oh, I can't yeah. listen to without getting sad. Yeah. Now, it was bad then. Because, you know, I had... Working two jobs. I'm working third shift. All we doing is listening to music in between customers, right. and I'm over here fucked up at the, at the job. I couldn't tell nobody none of that shit. I mean, I could, but I'm still trying to formulate my thoughts about the shit before I speak. Right. Now, granted, I'm not as sad as I used to be, but it's still there because you have to think about the road not traveled. Yeah. So I'm cool with failure. But then there's some days where it hits you stronger than others. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's it's a progression. And I was salty for a long time. And, you know, I miss her. You know what I'm saying? But I can't dwell on it because when we deal with death, it's certain people that you're going to mourn forever because of what they meant to you. Right. And other people, you got to get past that shit because the feeling is too fucking strong. Now, in accordance to a person that you know personally, I'm going to grieve that woman forever because of that. Like, I don't grieve grandpa because grandpa was 75. He got gr- that's, that's, great grandkids. It, like, 
what helps that too is well for me is is it just the title like yeah of course we grieve it right away because these people actually raised us and was yeah was like, you shed blood they, for me to be they who was I am our safety net that's right grandpa wasn't gonna let me sleep outside at Man, all he wasn't gonna let me sleep outside that's right and he wasn't gonna let me sleep outside you know there was also our safety nets then was who we was raised and loved that's what we knew so yeah but. Uh, something I wanted to uh, transition into before we wrap up is mm-hmm. how do because you said something that resonated with me because it happened to me a year ago mm-hmm. you said before your girl went down that path her father had passed and you had to help her get through that right I tried you so tried that's, you yeah, tried that's right my girl had a sibling and an aunt passed literally less than a week apart Shit. It was like aunt passed, everybody like the nephew went out, kick it, gets murdered type situation. Shit. Right? So she had that going on, but she shut me completely out. And we lived in the same house. And I didn't know what to do besides stay away. So I started going to the club, start bar hopping, all that. And she was hurt for like nine months to the point to where it was just we didn't have no communication. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I would just come in the house and I'm going to just sleep down here tonight. Not even about to go upstairs because she don't want to be bothered. She just wants to read her Bible or read a book and that's it. We No more going out to the movies or dinners or dates like that. We lived in the same house. We was, yeah. we was cool. We was cooking dinner and all that before, you know, and now it was like just distant. And, and it just... From me, I know I can't say nothing, but it felt like you're blaming me. She was saying hurtful shit. Like, she would say some hurtful shit like... I, I got I got a piece of that. And it was... She would say some shit like, yeah. you don't know what it's like to lose lose someone. You don't know what it's like to lose a brother. You don't know what it's like to lose an aunt. And the whole time, I'm like... Are you serious, bitch? That's fucked up. Because at this point, I already done lost a son, a sister, and my the woman that raised me, which is my grandma. But I'm not, I'm not broadcasting but, but, my pain. Well, well, you know, I lash back out like after two or three times of hearing or whatever, and, or build up and all this. I lash back out. Like, yeah. why are you comparing, bitch? That's yeah. That, you know, I said all that. But <laughs> I'm like, why are you comparing? Duh, 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 and she's like, you just don't know. You just don't know. I'm like, you, you act like you don't know. I lost a son. Like. What are you talking about? Like, would you rather use a kid or? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to lose no sibling, but if 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 I had to choose, I would say take me and not my brother's daughter. I'm gonna just put it like that. I'm gonna put it on me. If I had yeah. to choose, take me over my niece or nephew. Please. You know what I mean? But and that's where we grew apart because I didn't just take all that that hate in that she was feeling because she didn't have nobody to put the hate on. Yeah. You know, the person who did it also got killed. They killed each other. And then I I think it was some um some some illness, not no face you can put with it, yeah. you know. Whether it was a drug or illness or whatever, it was something else. So who do you blame? The the closest person to you that's the farthest away that's, from that's, you? Yes, that's, that's usually what what the situation is. It's the, the closest person that's the least connected. Like yeah. that's I took in that blame. I mean, I didn't take it in, but because I didn't take it in, even when I know what she was doing was wrong, I didn't blame her when my 
when anything happened with nothing on my side, but yeah, but I mean, but 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 I take I take that on the chin because if I know you never been through it, I know you're having a problem explaining how you're feeling. So I'll give you some time. But the verbal abuse, did you think I'm here for? Look, I understand you mad, but you not you can't say no shit like that to me because yeah. I'm in here with you, going through the shit with you. Don't sit up here and act like your pain is exclusive for just you. Fuck that. So, so yeah, so like I just when you had said that um, her father passed and you had to go through that right there, I don't know how to cause like I don't know how to handle other people's grief. I don't mm. I don't like how people handle me when I'm grieving. Like that's true. I don't like the it's, it's, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for this. Just leave me alone. Yeah, I like, mean like, like literally, if you around me and. Like something just, like this just happened. I'm not gonna bring it up to you, or if I do, just be a listening ear, real quick. Just let me vent. Well, say my it, BS. It, it takes a lot to coach people through that because yeah. I was speaking to a friend of mine about this, and she was telling me like, I don't like the whole idea of people getting together for funerals. Like I've never fucked with funerals, but I feel like I can repay my respects to certain people. Yeah. But I don't like the whole idea of everybody. You that's, know, that's hundreds, uh, dozens, or hundreds of people that's, getting together and being sad, and this person is free of what's bothering them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, my philosophy has always been life is suffering. Now, I always said this was our, this was the hell that we were punished to get. That everyone says we're getting, we're, it's heaven or hell. This how about, is the hell. How about that? I, 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 yeah, I can, I can deal with that like that. I, I like how that sounds. Um, with that, with her. Like, I, I, I never want to imagine the day that I have to bury my father. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. But I don't want to think about it. Right. So to see somebody else, like, distraught, angry, drinking, and it was every day like that. And, you know, when you love somebody, you really have to, you really have to give them a moment. To gather, you know, to gather themselves, and it's probably three, maybe four nights in between the time that her father died and between she died that she wasn't crying. Yeah. Like every day was some bad. Like she would go to work, and all you got, like the only emotion that people have when they're going through some shit, is rage, is anger, yeah. is you know, and is, and that's what it was. Cause she would be, she would be on me. I'm like, yo, nigga, you don't like. You don't understand what you're doing by telling me what's on your heart every day. And it wasn't no day off with this shit. And it sounds selfish. But it's like, yo, this is a lot you're taking in and giving me. It it is selfish, but the thing is, we putting the selfish on the wrong party. We put the selfish on, um, you're being selfish by not allowing this person to attack you. No, this person is being selfish by attacking me. Yeah. Look, your daddy died, right? Right. I can't. I I, I like. I, I can it. listen. Right. I did, of course I didn't do it. Right. And me and me and that man, we didn't have any issues. He right. said just be just be good to my daughter. So by being good to you, I have to sit up here and take all this shit that's on your heart. Mm-hmm. And this ain't just no recent shit. This is some shit that happened back in the fucking eighties. So you saying just take it? Is that because like my take, my question take, is take the best how, how take, do take we... the best you can, yeah. but. 
it's hard for me to hear something and not internalize it. So I'm telling yeah. her, hey man, you gotta chill. Yeah. Like, but then that chill she, she, escalate. She, she couldn't. She couldn't calm down. Yeah. And that was like this was before Daddy died. Like if there's something to do with me, I'm a fucking like. Yeah, okay. She's trying to fight people for my like, bitch. I don't worry. That's not nothing you worry about. She was one of those type okay. people. Okay. So telling her to chill about her daddy, I felt out of place. Saying, "Hey man, you need to calm down." But like you see people getting worked up and angry and all this stuff she's going. So it was a downward spiral. So when she died, I'm like, "Ain't this a bitch?" This is how you leave this world. And when I say it wasn't the best relationship, is because I put what I wanted to do before what I was supposed to do. And that's a regret that I'm, I'm living with to this exact moment right now. But the way you deal with grief is you be there for people as much as you can, but you still got to find time to heal. Now, this is a person that's been wounded by every person that she gave a chance in life. And I helped cut her too. So... My cross to bear until I get up off this world is the fact that I knew better and I didn't do better. Yeah. So she's gone. She's free. And I knew, you know, like. But you owning your yeah, part. Because you look crazy sitting up here acting like it was all that person. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, God bless her. You know, good woman. Made fucked up decisions like we all do. Right. But Literally. we're not going to sully the reputation. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do anything to the name because you were there to teach me something about myself. I know that I don't have time to bullshit now. I know that you gonna have to love people the way they need to be loved because there's no one size fits all. And when you are grieving the loss of somebody, you have to listen to what this people needs you, to, this person needs you to do, and adhere to that. Because who's to say? You losing your brother, your mother, or your babies ain't going to be enough to push you over the edge and say, I want to go too. That's what we try to avoid by dealing with grief. Now, it's people that are going to kill themselves anyway. Right. Because they're not living the life they want to do. They're not doing it. Like, they're not fulfilled in what they feel they should be fulfilled in. But somebody they care about leaving this earth unexpectedly, yeah, that, that could be enough right there. I want everybody to understand this when it comes to death and grieving, all these things. We are not here to stay. Like, it's temporary. It's, it's, it's babies living for three months and dying. Yeah. It's babies being abducted and never seeing their families again. It's grown people that are the salt of the earth Losing their lives to bullshit. And here we are, the people that are in the middle, doing a little bit of scumbag shit, a little bit of uh, saint shit. We get to live forever, pondering the possibilities of what's happening. Rest in peace to everybody we mentioned in this fucking uh, podcast. And I hate to cuss, but we're passionate about this because only thing we have to share with each other is our stories. Our misadventures about when we fucked up. And we're not living long enough to make all these mistakes. So hopefully our pain and our sorrows are enough to push somebody in the right direction. Because this shit ain't easy. It's not easy to talk about how somebody leaving this earth or potentially leaving this earth changes the way you look at life. One false move can change the trajectory of your life and you have to deal with it. And 
I used to be a person that used to knock people for drinking. I know why you drink every day now. Yeah. Like, I know why you smoke every day now. I know why you don't come straight in the house. Because we here suffering. And it ain't just no economic thing. It's people with $40 million eating a bullet. Mm-hmm. It's people that's homeless Depression. with the will to live because it ain't. So it's all about your life experience and what you expect to get out of it. And sometimes our expectations are high mm-hmm. as fuck. Because we might not be the people that's going to get these things that we're worried about. But we still here. We, we we fighting. You know, I thank everybody for listening to this because I don't I don't see therapists. I talk to my my people, people I trust with my pain, and I that's, try not to overdo it. That's therapy. Yeah, you know. This is yeah. therapy. Yes, right it, of course. And we thank y'all for listening to us, man, because... This is some shit that everybody's going to deal with somewhere down the line. And, you know, if you think it ain't for you, that's cool. But you live long enough, you're going to start losing people that's important to you. Um, We have a lot to offer people when it comes to dealing with losses because our experience in this country as black men, we have to cope with bullshit just to get out the bed and to do what we're supposed to do. And I'm not saying our struggle is a little bit more... Um, poignant than others, but we can only speak from our perspective. Um, this is the Free Lunch Bunch. I'm your boy, Brad the Dad. This is Mark Dahl. We signing off, man. Uh, y'all be safe. Love y'all. Yes, sir. Well, I fucked the radio up. <laughs>